Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. And we are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live. And later on, we will be on Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, um, and several other places for you to catch the daily devotional. I am so grateful for everyone. And I want to tell you something. Hold on, let me take a sip of coffee. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you how proud I am of you. And it may not mean something to someone else, but it means something to me that you're here every morning that you can be here, that you log on, that you get out your notebook and you take notes and you're listening and you're pressing to become the best you that you can possibly be. I'm telling you, I'm proud of you. I'm telling you, I'm grateful for you. So if no one else sees the hard work, no one else pats you on the back, no one else tells you what an amazing, what an awesome job you're doing, no one else confirms or sees the work that you're doing to become a better you, I'm telling you this morning, I see you. I see you every morning. I see you every time you log on and I'm watching you and I see you and I'm praying for you. And I know without a doubt, God sees you. So just keep moving forward. Just keep working towards it. It's going to happen and manifest for you. I promise you it is. So let's pray and get the day started. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father God, for your Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father God, for this devotional, Lord God, for just everything that you're going to do in our lives today. Father, we thank you for creating us a clean heart, renewing in us a steadfast spirit, Lord God. You are so awesome. You are so mighty. I plead the blood of Jesus over this broadcast. I thank you that no weapon forms against us shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, you're giving us ears to hear, eyes to see and a heart to receive. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. Now, Holy Ghost, go do what only you can do. Every time I uh, hear something or I feel like when I say that, Holy Ghost, go do only what you can do, I feel like I'm high-fiving and tapping the Holy Ghost in um, the Holy Ghost in. So if you're just logging on, thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Now, yesterday was so powerful. Like, I don't know if it was for you, but it was so powerful for me. And we've been doing this trek through Ephesians and we had gotten to Ephesians, the third chapter, and we were about to transition transition into Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And then the Lord started talking to us yesterday about our hearts, about our hearts. And so this morning I wanted to go into the fourth chapter and the Lord, I love how the Lord deals with us in stages and phases and making sure we have absolutely everything we need. And so the Lord started dealing with me this morning and he said, if I, if you had heart surgery, if you had open heart surgery, um, 
and I give you a new heart or you got a new heart, what happens next? And we, you know, I'm like the healing process. And he says, so what does the healing process look like, Lakeisha? And I'm like, you know, there's going to be a certain diet. You're not going to be able to do the things that you were doing previously. And he was like, bingo. You got to show them that if they're going to manage their clean heart, they're going to be at manage their clean heart. They're starting with a clean slate. Then how do they keep this heart clean? Because we already know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities. The enemy is not interested in you having a clean, a fresh, a renewed heart, a renewed mindset. He's not interested in you pressing into the things of God. So we can go into Ephesians 4, which teaches us how we're supposed to live more like Christians. Or we can pause for a minute and get the strategies we need to keep our heart clean. Some of the reasons that we fall back into the same patterns, same ways, doing the same old things is because we don't know how to keep our heart clean. We're not keeping our heart clean. And so we shift right back into those same patterns, those same ways, those same things, thinking that this is the way that we have to live or thinking that the word isn't working. And the reason that it's, it's, it is working, the reason that we don't understand it's working is because we don't know how to keep our heart clean. So I'm going to, and I need to share something with you. After you have major heart surgery, see, I, I'm going to read everything. After you have major heart surgery, your heart is susceptible to infection. You better catch this in the spirit. Your heart is susceptible to infection. And so since your heart is susceptible to, or it, it, you're more exposed to infection once you get this clean, this new heart, that means the enemy is going to try to come in and divert or pollute your heart again. He's going to try to put you in a position where you don't keep or stay in this clean heart, the clean heart that the Lord gave you. And so it is so important for you to know how to keep your heart clean, to maintain a clean heart so that you can receive all of this new information. Because what happens when once our heart is cleansed, that means all our old thoughts, all our old uh, ways, all of that stuff is gone, over with, done. And once we get this new clean heart, that means we're fresh, fresh slate, fresh start, new beginning. So today I want to talk to you about how to keep your, how to keep your heart clean, uh, or even how to clean your heart it out yourself. Right? Um, this morning, immediately when I got a no joke. Usually I wake up either praying in tongues or I wake up. Um, or I wake up thanking God this morning, immediately when I woke up, the enemy was on me. Like the enemy was on me. He started getting in my ears. He started trying to talk to me about what wasn't working. He started trying to just, really, he was trying to get me to not quit. He's no, I'm not going to quit. That's, that's not it. But he was trying to impress every circumstance or every situation. He was just trying to press, impress all these things on me. Right. And I was like, wait a minute, I need to shut this down immediately. So the very first thing that I want to tell you is 
we don't clean our hearts ourselves. We don't clean our hearts ourselves. If you had just had major surgery, you're not going to clean up your womb. There's a nurse, there's someone that's going to help you through the process. So we don't clean our hearts ourselves. We have to draw close to God and then he cleanses our heart. We have to draw, draw close to God and he cleanses our heart. Hebrews 10, 22 says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies purified through water. So this is the first thing I want you to go back to this again, because all of the time we get into this point system or we think it's about us. We do not cleanse our hearts. We don't cleanse our hearts. He cleanses our hearts. So uh, you, might, you, you need to understand that it's in the drawing closer to him, right? That he's going to begin to clean our hearts. So I, I looked at, um, I looked at the emotional things that hinder our hearts or affect our hearts. And this is in the physical. This was on WebMD. This is in the natural. Here are the things that impact our hearts. Loneliness, depression, anger, social isolation, hostility. Those are some of the things that impact our heart in the natural, like in the natural. So we know these things are going on in the spiritual. So how do we manage our hearts? And this is what I'm showing you this morning. You've got to learn to manage your heart in the word. And I, I need to emphasize this. I need to emphasize this again and again. I told you the enemy was attacking my thoughts, attacking me this morning. The only way I was able to counter attack, attack him was because I had the word in me and the word was able to rise up and set the standard. This is why your personal relationship with God is so important. God is so longing to have a friendship and a relationship with you at the next level. And so the only way we're going to keep our hearts clean or operate in this clean heart, heart is that we draw close to God. This isn't just your one or twice a week church service. This isn't that. This is your intentional relationship with God. Any of you know that if we're going to have a healthy relationship with anyone, you have to be intentional and it has to be on purpose. And you have to make sure that you're spending time with that person. So if you are going to see your heart stay clean, like remember you post up, you post up. I saw Larissa say that you post up. We're going to keep this heart clean. If we're going to have to keep this heart clean, then we're going to have to manage our hearts through the word. You're not going to be able to manage this new heart the way you managed your old heart. You're not going to be able to do it. And you got to be honest with yourself and admit to yourself how I managed my old heart did not work. How I managed this new heart that Christ deposited into me yesterday by the spirit is going to have to be intentional. If you had had a heart attack or major heart surgery, you don't just get up, right? You just don't get up and start eating all the same things again. Um, you don't all start living all the same way again. You've got to put yourself in a position where you begin to manage your health the same way. Spiritually, you're going to have to manage your heart the same way, because I'm going to tell you, Whenever a pressurized situation comes in, whatever's in you is going to be manifesting outwardly. So we're going to cleanse our heart by drawing closer to God. And I know some of y'all say, well, I'm already there. No, nah, you're going to have to learn how to take captive those thoughts 
and replace those thoughts with good thoughts and not just good thoughts. You have to learn how to replace those thoughts with the word of God. You will not even recognize what's going on inside of you because a lot of times, a lot of what we've been doing we've been doing so unconsciously and a part as a part of our character so in cleansing a new heart getting this new heart we're gonna have to partner with the holy spirit so that he can even show us the things that we've been doing in our subconscious or unconsciously 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 so he can do it yep it's the intimate daily commune with god but it's really an intimately daily commune with god like it's an intimately day and it's your own personal intimacy it's your own personal intimacy that's good nicole Thank you for admitting that a lot of us won't admit where we are so that we can get better. So in this, we're watching and we're looking at how we're drawing closer. Hebrews 10 and 22, Luke 6, 45 says the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings out evil things stored up in his heart for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? The key to whether or not your heart is in a good condition is what's coming out your mouth. If it's negative, if it's pessimistic, if it's loneliness, if it's depression, if it's anger, if it's hostility, if it's social isolation, all of those things we know. That's why the Lord said, think only on the things that are pure, lovely, and of good report. So you're going to have to slow yourself down and spend more intimate time with God, like more intimate time with God. And I tell y'all, small bites still equal a meal. You're not going to be able to deal with this new heart in Christ how you dealt with this old heart. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his perfect and pleasing will. And the only way you're going to be at, yep, Tyronic, on purpose, the only way that you're going to be able to do this is that you pull away and have small moments with God. If the enemy is constantly attacking your mind, then you intensely have to attack the word. So your prescription or the medication that you may be on, your medication may have to be two pills three times a day, two scriptures three times a day. Listen to what I'm saying. Your, your, two pills three times a day, two scriptures three times a day. That may be what, ha what you have to do in order for you to receive what you need to or to combat the enemy in. If the enemy has been on you full throttle, full force, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be able to be like, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If he's been coming after your joy, you gotta go and find your pills or your prescriptions or your scriptures on joy and push into your joy. He's not going to give up your heart that easy because he knows your sour horrible heart. Yeah. That he knows your sour, horrible heart is what he's been working through. He knows you've been conformed to this world for so long. So he wants you operating with the same heart and heart. Well, we already know by the spirit yesterday, we received a new heart to Christ. And so now we don't have to worry about keeping it clean the word is going to keep it clean for us. Well, the only way the word is going to keep it clean for us is that we spend more time 
in the word with him. That I mean, that's in it. So everybody has a different strategy, a different post-op instruction. So after you, I had surgery on my feet um, last year and the year before last, when I had surgery on my feet, they kept telling me I should be in a whole lot of pain, that my healing process should not have been what it was. I had absolutely little to no pain. I had some uncomfort. One of my foot feet, it took it a little bit longer to heal, but that was also because I didn't follow some instructions. But for the most part, my healing process did not look like the healing process that the doctor said. But I also had already received by faith that it was going to go quickly. And I'd already declared that it would be free of pain. And right what I de declared out of my mouth, even my physical therapist kept saying, you have no pain. You've had to take no pain medicine. You mean you're good. And I said, yes, I've had no pain. I've had to take no pain medicine. I had some uncomfort and some swelling. But it was because I took and received what I needed to by faith. My mind and spirit was already built up. So I'm telling you, as we make this transition in the word, as we're growing and understand who we are as the body of Christ, as we're moving through Ephesians, you're going to have to put yourself in a position to make sure that your heart is clean. And the way that you're going to keep your heart clean and the way that your um, heart is going to stay cleansed, right? Is that through the word of God, you're not going to confirm form to this world. That means you got to you got to watch what's going in your ears. You got to watch what's going on before your eyes. If you're struggling with lust. Right. If you're struggling with lust, you're not going to be able to be in lustful situations, listening to lustful music, watching lustful things on your phone. Let's be real, real. Let's be real, real. You're going to have to pull yourself from those lustful situations. You might not be able to listen to a whole lot of Bishop R. Kelly. You're going to have to put yourself in a position so that your spirit can get new things in it so you can be revived. If you're trying to fight lust, you can't listen or surround your things self full of lust if lust is a stronghold or a struggle for you. If lust is keeping your heart from really receiving love. So you're going to have to put yourself in a position that you change the things around you. You're going to have to, if your spirit is not strong, you had a bishop, if your spirit is not strong enough, then you're going to have to. But that also means the people that you're dealing with, you're going to have to watch who's around you and what's speaking in your ear. When you're trying to have a new heart, when you're really trying to walk out your purpose in God, when you're really trying to be where you do, I'm telling you, you're going to have to shift the things around you. You're going to have to bring more positive people around you. You're going to have to connect to my my whole sisterhood, we ain't perfect, but my whole tribe is on something that means something greater. So if you're struggling, and I'm just using lust, lust as an example, if you're struggling with lust, if you're struggling with sex out of marriage, if you're fighting to keep people out your bed, you keep fighting to stay out of people's bedroom, then in order to keep your heart clean and do what's pleasing in God's eyes, you're going to have to shift yourself. You're going to have to shift yourself. You have to shift yourself. You have to put yourself in a position. You're going to have to watch what's going on your ears. You have to watch what's going before your eyes. I'm just, we, we real talk, real grown conversation, right? Cannot be watching stuff like pornography and masturbating and saying, I'm hoping lust goes away. It just don't, 
It just don't work that way. It just don't work that way. Tracy, I hope the twins are not up listening. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. Your spirit will become conflicted. I'm just trying to help somebody this morning because I had to help myself. I'm trying to help myself. And so I'm trying to help you this morning. Understand. So here comes my next point in keeping your heart clean. You're going to have to deal with any hidden sin. You're going to have to deal with any hidden sin, any hidden sin that you have. Here's what hidden sin is. Sin that you don't want to talk about. Sin, sin that you do not want to talk about, the stuff you ain't told nobody, you're going to have to deal with any sin, hidden sin. And I'm going to help you with how you deal with hidden sin. Um, I have an open door policy. All right. I have an open door policy. Um, I'm, I'm having hope and open door policy. And my open door policy is that any of my friends, any of my sons, anybody can come tell me anything with no judgment. That is my open door rule and policy and any of my friends any of my sons anybody connected to you will tell you i live in that truth you are allowed to come talk to me about anything and i get to not pass now judging now i may ask you do i need a cup of coffee while we talking or some tea prepare me for it but i have an open door policy that you need to talk so in order to keep keep your heart cleansed you're gonna have to deal with any um um any secret sins Stuff that you've been doing, that you've been hiding. You're going to have to find you somebody to be accountable for and that can help you be accountable. That's going to help you be accountable. So this is Psalms 32, 3 and 5. It says, when I refused to confess my sins, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me and all my guilt is gone. First, we confess to the Lord, but I'm just, just going to be honest with you. You really need an accountability partner. You do. You really need an accountability partner. You really need somebody that's going to help you keep your heart clean, right? If you're in post-op, the doctor, the nurse, um, you have a whole aftercare plan, a social worker, heart transplant surgery is very serious. So you're more frequent at the doctor. There's some other people that are accountable for your health. They want to know who's at home before they release you to help care for your heart. I'm telling you. In order for you to keep a clean heart, in order for you to receive what God has for you in this next season, you need to find somebody to help you be accountable in the season if you're struggling with stuff, especially if you have any hidden sin, because the enemy sin is parasitic. It's toxic. The enemy loves for you to keep hiding sin because he knows he's going to win. He's no, he knows he's going to win. He knows he's going to win in your life as long as you got hidden sin. You got to know as long as you got hidden sin. So if we're going to keep our heart clean, we're going to be real, real. And we're going to deal with our hidden sin. We're going we're gonna to deal with our hidden sin. We're going to come to it because God, here's where I think hidden sin is funny anyway. God has already seen all that. God already knows everything you're doing. He was being rhetorical when Adam and Eve were hiding. And he said to Adam, where are you? He knew where Adam was. God knows everything that you've already done. He's already done it. But in order for you to keep this heart clean, you're going to have to deal deal with that hidden sin. And then the next thing that you got to do is you got to release any unforgiveness and bitterness. 
You don't get to hold on to unforgiveness because unforgiveness, a friend of mine was sharing something with me. He said, bitterness is a root that evokes all other emotions. So anytime you let bitterness in at any moment, at any time, it takes root. When it take, takes root, it makes all the other emotions, anger, losing self-control, bitterness takes over and everything else flies out and gets out of control. Hebrews 12 and one says, therefore let us strip off anything that slows us down. That, that's what we're doing. To keep our heart cleansed, let us strip, strip off anything that slows us down. Anything, anything that's slowing you down. Anything that's slowing you down. Anything that's slowing you down. So you're gonna have to release unforgiveness. You're gonna have to let bitterness go. As a matter of fact, don't even let bitterness tap you on the shoulder. Anytime something has happened, I have this thing I say, don't. Re it was by this woman named Kathy McVeigh. Don't rehearse it, don't nurse it, curse it and disperse it. Some of the reasons some of y'all are so angry still is because you let bitterness take root in your heart. Once it's in there, it's poison, it's parasitic, it grows. And then all these other angers, self angry, mad, contention, malice, your get back, your clap back, all that stuff comes from bitterness taking root. You don't even realize bitterness had took root. It just drops in there so suddenly. Drops in so suddenly. So you're going to have to deal with bitterness. You're going to have to lay around the sand so we can keep this heart cleansed. Because what happens when we keep our heart clean, when we're learning and spending more time with God, then what begins to happen for us is it's so much easier. Remember when we get to the parable of the soils in Matthew and he talks about the different soils. He was talking about the different types of heart that we have. And so if bitterness is not in and we're keeping our heart cleansed because we're in our relationship with God, then when something else tries to take, when something else is rooted, when the word comes in, it doesn't get choked out. It doesn't get choked out. The word will not get choked out. The word will still be in us. The word is still able to manifest through us. It is it is in us and it is still able to manifest through us. And the way that it's able to do that is because we're not letting bitterness take root. So those are your post-op instructions, right? Some of y'all might have to take the word two, three times a day. And I, I'm just saying the and I'm going to tell you what I tell anybody when somebody tells me they're tired of dealing with something. When you're tired of dealing with the same thing, being in the same situation, experiencing some of the same things, you're going to do something about it. You're going to do something about it. When you're tired of it, you do something about it. That you're going to do something about it. So if you're tired, if you want to keep your heart cleansed, if you're ready to receive the manifestation of what God is trying to do in your life next, then you're going to intentionally do something about it. It's nothing for you to pull away. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's nothing for you to pull away and spend a little bit of time with God. Send an alert on your farm. Phone, phone. When you get up in the morning, you spend some time with God. Set an alert, set an alert for lunchtime. For those of you that are dealing and battling depression and loneliness and anger and hostility and social isolation, I'm telling you, set a little something in your heart. Set a little scripture. It, that these are my heart. These are my post-op instructions. Let me get five minutes in with God today. Lord, show me something in your word. Heart, I'm open to receive what the word. Holy Spirit, come into me and let me rightly digest this word of God because I'm, I'm tired of living 
in all these different emotional places. I'm tired of doing this. I only want to receive what God has for me. If you do this, this is how you keep your heart clean because you don't clean it ourselves, drawing closer to God. He's going to clean your heart for you. And then my final instruction is learn to laugh at yourself. The scripture says a merry heart does good like medicine. Learn to laugh at yourself. Learn to laugh more. Learn to live more. Learn to laugh. Like I laugh all the time. My kids and I were in here doing dumb stuff. When I shut down with you and they wake up, we're going to be in here doing dumb and funny stuff again. One of my friends and I, we were last night singing Whitney Houston's song to each other, verse by verse, falling out laughing because we were working on something and don't even know how we got into this song. But it was hilarious and it was needed. We needed to take a break, needed to take a break. So laugh and live a little bit more. Y'all stop being so serious. When I see people that's this serious in the word, I'm like, God gave us a sense of humor for a reason, right? So we should laugh, live, adjust. I am on this pilgrimage of, I'll be 45 December the 17th. And so I started this thing 45 days to 45. And every day I'm in doing something new. I'm encouraging myself. I'm experiencing something new. I'm watching my responses and how I live. My world is not perfect. It's perfect in Christ. But my walking relationship with Christ is the thing that's done to me. I'm telling you, I was stuck in the mud on Sunday. Like I got some hilarious testimonies that I'm just going to share. I got stuck in the mud on Sunday. Like just different things have happened. But my response to it all has been determining how this thing goes. So keep your heart clean. Keep your heart clean. Keep your heart clean. Keep your heart clean. It's your responsibility. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. I promise you he will. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Now, tomorrow we're going to go into Ephesians 4 and we're going to be talking about the body of Christ. And the only way you're going to be able to receive you as the body and you as the church is that you're keeping your heart clean free from clutter, free from malice, free from all of these other things, working on it intentionally. For some of y'all, the prescription today is two scriptures three times a day. Two scriptures three times a day. That's the prescription for some of y'all. That's what I'm prescribing you or the Holy Ghost is prescribing some of you. For those of you that have been struggling and drawing in your relationship, two scriptures three times a day, morning, noon, and night. And I'm not telling you, I'm not talking about you just read them real quick. Once you get the scripture, I want you to look the scripture up. I want you to look up words you don't know. I want you to look in the commentary for it. Two scriptures, three times a day and stop assuming you're just okay. Find the things that you need in the word, stuff that you've been struggling with, this grow in your relationship. Pray before you read, ask the Lord to give you revelation. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you through this. Ask the Lord what scriptures you need to read. If you're struggling with lust, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with whatever it is, if you have multiple things you're struggling with, then two for that in the morning, two for that in the evening, two for that in the evening. That's your post-op instructions for you to keep your heart clean. Lord, help me with this. If you're just struggling with anger and you always pissed off, 
Go find scriptures on anger. If you're struggling with controlling your mouth, find scriptures on anger. Two, 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 two scriptures three times a day. That's your prescription. That's my that's your prescription. I'm telling you. Two scriptures three times a day. Pray and ask the Lord to give you the revelation for the word and how it applies to your life. Write while you're doing this. Don't just read it and move on. Write, take notes, ask questions, write out questions and say, you know what? What does this mean? How do I apply this? And then attach yourself to someone else that may be able to help you through this. You got to find this why you got to have some people. If you ain't got no friends that's in the word, you need a new set of friends. I'm going to sip on that. If yo, none of your friends are in the word, if you can't call your friends and y'all talk about the Bible or talk about the word or they encourage you in the long point of the word, get you, get you, get you, throw, throw all your friends away. <laughs> throw all, throw out all your friends. Just throw all your friends away right now. Boop. Throw your friends away. Gonna throw all your friends away right now. Like I'm talking about throw all your friends. If you ain't got nobody in your circle, you can pray with, praise with, or talk to the word about throw all, throw all your friends. <laughs> yep, I did. Throw all, throw all your friends out. <laughs> throw them out. LMJ, LMJ told me to throw all y'all out. <laughs> throw all. If you ain't got none that want to grow with you in Christ, throw all your throw all your friends out. Just throw them out. Throw them out this morning. Just tell them, send them all a text and say, I love y'all. But LMJ said, throw all y'all away. I'm throwing all of y'all out this morning because you can't help me no way. You can't help me no way. So I'm throwing all y'all away. I love y'all. Let's pray. And let's pray for the people in California. Let's pray for them. Man, I'm serious. Just throw them all out. Let's pray for California this morning. Y'all be a blessing this morning. Um, so, man, definitely. Man, look, we're going to get in the gap for our family members. Don't get me started. We're going to get in the gap for our family members. Oh, that was funny. Uh, we're going to pray for California this morning. Y'all y'all remember to go give so, so, so into people, so into others' lives, so into ministries that y'all see around working kingdom. Give, give your time. Give your money, give your effort. Help ministry needs to keep moving. Usually, usually during the holidays, people don't give. Give to your churches, pay your tithes. Don't withhold because your situation or because Christmas and stuff is get back. So, 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 so you're going to reap a harvest behind that. I just wanted to remind you of that. That's so churches and ministries struggle during the holidays because people reserve their giving for Christmas and they need to be able to give to other families. So make sure. Make sure that's good. That's it, Tammy. Cast him out of your home, your thoughts immediate. Let's pray. Let's pray for California. Your faith, join your faith with mine this morning. And let's pray. Let's pray for California. Let's pray for all these sufferings we see in the world. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for the word this morning. We thank you for teaching us how to cleanse our heart, renewing our minds through the word so that we can live and draw closer to you. Thank you for having a healthy relationship with us, Lord, and showing us what a healthy relationship looks like. Now, Father, we pray for the state of California. We pray for the people of California, for those that have lost their homes, Lord God, for those that have lost their lives, for those that have lost their family members, Father God. We know that you're 
able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that they can ask or imagine. So we ask, Father God, that the labors go to California, Father God, that the resources are available, Father God, that FEMA is in place, that you encourage them, that you give them hope, Lord God. We thank you that you strengthen them right now, Father. We cast out the spirit of fear, Lord God, worry and doubt, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, that they are drawing closer to you, Lord God, that their hope is in you, that their strength is in, in you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for every individual watching this today, Lord God. Let them be renewed. Let them remain steadfast and let their hope be in you. Let your glory manifest in their life this day, Father God, and forevermore. Continue to teach us, Holy Spirit, how to be all that we were created to be. Father God, teach us how to tap into our most holy faith. We love you so much, Lord God. We thank you so much, Lord God. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. It is, Paula. It's going to be an amazing day. Hey, y'all do me a favor. Don't forget about Pillow Talk. I'm telling you, do not don't forget about Real Talk with LMJ. Today, I'm inter interviewing Miss Brenda Hill. She's with uh, the Family Developmental Center. She's over an amazing program for teen moms, teen dads. If you can't catch the video at 12, come back and watch the video later. Share the video later um, and get tapped in. Pillow Talk only has 10 spots left, ladies. There's only 10 spots. So do not wait um, thinking you still have time. I don't want you to miss this pillow talk. This will be the last one in Arkansas for a while. So make sure you go get registered for pillow talk. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the daily devotional, right? LakeishaMJohnson.com, Coffee and Conversations on YouTube. You can go back and get any of our old teachings. We've been taking them off Facebook and putting them on YouTube only. So go back and get some of those old teachings. Don't forget to watch Matters of the Heart. I told you I taught that almost a year ago. Be intentional today. Be intentional. Be intentional with those you love. Be intentional with those around you, your friendships, right? Love on people today. Tell people how much you mean to them. Let people know how much you mean to them. Don't Take for granted, you're talking to somebody who lost her husband, who has a whole different value for the people that I'm connected to. Make sure, make sure you connect to your people today. Just send out a mass text and say, I just need you to know. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.